Blog Talk Radio.
But if we have the spirit of God living in us today and we got our spiritual ear in tune, because it's like a little teen voice, sometimes you'll miss it if you're not careful listening. That days speak louder, much louder, loud and clear. Barbara, don't do that. I heard it now. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in the midst of it and he'll speak. Stop. Just stop. I know the, the difference between my voice and his voice and the devil's voice and other people's voice. I know the difference. Because when you've been in it a while, when you've been with him a while, and you're desiring more of him, this is what will come. More of him will come. If that's what you really want in your life, more Jesus, more holiness, more walking upright before him. You want to spend your day with him. You got to go to work, but you prefer to stay home and spend your day with him. Guess what he'll do? He'll make it possible. It may not be. He may give you all Saturday, and all of a sudden the job said, well, nobody's working this Thursday. We're not working. You got all that Thursday to study the word, to pray, to fellowship, to spend time with him, because he loves that. He loves it when we come to him and spend time with him. Yeah, I was going out to sleep this morning because I stayed up kind of late, and uh, well, got up again and just out for a minute, but listen. As I'm nodding off to sleep, because, see, you know, when we close our eyes, we start praying. And a lot of times while you're praying, you go to sleep quick. I, I, I mean, I can't help it. My head hit the pillow. I'm going to sleep. That's what I hit the pillow for, to get to sleep. So I'm going out to sleep last night. I'm getting on into it. And prayer just started coming. Prayer just started coming. I said, my main thing was to say, was this to him, Lord, I thank you for this day. That's what I wanted to say. But I began to thank him for all he has done. Just begin to thank him for different things. I began to repent before him and unto him. And, you know, I began to thank him some more and thank him for the day and how the day went and what he did for me during the day. And yesterday's gone and tomorrow's not promised for right now. When I knew anything, it was time to wake up. <laughs> I went out in the prayer. He's that kind of God. If you're having trouble sleeping, I need you to get with him in sincere prayer is what I call it, from your heart. Many days, many mornings I wake up, he prays. I don't know what to pray for. I've been able to tell him right here on the show, Lord, I don't know what to pray the people this morning, you pray through me. You pray. Because you know what they need. I don't. Lord, give me the message for today because I don't know what message to bring. I, I, I don't know where to get the message from. You got to give it to me and he'll come right up. Oh, look, he did it so beautiful this morning. I could just, and yesterday message, people was calling me and texting me and telling me, I got to listen to that again. That was for me. I heard him talking to me in many uh, words there yesterday. He know what you love. Listen to me. He know what you love. Do you know why I'm here on Jesus in the morning 
in August, it'll be 13 years. You know why? He know what I love. I was looking for a room to pray in. He brought me here. Starting off, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh-uh. Then he brought Pastor Howard, Bunny Howard, out of Orlando, brought her along. Neither one of us knew what we was doing. But we was talking about the goodness of the Lord. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. We was making known his deeds among the people. Every morning I had her preaching. Every morning, every morning. Yeah. And sometimes God has better for us, but we don't know how to reach out and grab it. Yeah. I tried to stay over there at the household of faith church. I love the ministry. I love the pastor. I love his wife. That preaching Lewis did, I used to love that preaching. He used to call me a cheerleader. Me and his sister-in-law, Mary. But I had to leave there. That wasn't for me anymore. He sent me there for a season. And when my season was over, I told my children, every one of them, I said, y'all going to have to get up out of here. They looking at me crazy because they loved it. And, and two of them was married into the pastor's family. Oh, they wasn't going nowhere. I said, y'all going to leave here. Y'all are not going to be able to continue over there. God's going to send you away from that. I knew it. All, all eight of them to ministry. But they're looking at what other people are doing. They're looking at what other people are teaching. See, what you have to have is a discernment. When you come to the altar and say, I do, pray and ask God for discernment. After you've been to the altar, and now you, you're living what they say your best life, because, see, you're telling folks you're saved now. Hey, I'm in the church, and you don't mean the building. I'm in Jesus, the head of the church. Hallelujah. And he's in me. You got to ask for discernment. Pray for it daily here. Pray for discernment daily. God will lead and guide you in the right path for his name's sake. There will be no mistakes because his name is on it. And his name is fireproof, is waterproof, is damageproof. What he says is going to be, that's exactly what is going. Now, it may not come in the way that you imagine it to come or the way you vision it coming. Oh, but if he said it, it's coming about. Some things 20 years had passed when I know anything he did, what he said. But he said it 20 years ago. He said it 20 years ago, and I kind of forgot it. because it was. Too, but when it came to pass, I remember he said this. <laughs> they that wait on the Lord... You're going to renew your strength. you got to have patience. I know we want everything like the world, get it microwavable, instant push, pull, click. No, no, no. Not with God. we got to wait. You're going to renew your strength. Yeah. What you came out running with after you first got saved, you were bold, you were strong, you were standing. You're going to renew it again if you can wait on him. You're going to do that more. It's going to last longer the next time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, let's pray the prayer of faith this morning. It's that prayer of faith that makes us whole. And I want us to look to the hills this morning from which cometh our help. Mm. Our help today, it comes from the Lord. He made the heavens and the earth. I know you woke up this morning, but you didn't wake yourself up. You might even be feeling pretty good this morning, but guess what? That's because of him. He's issuing life, health, and strength. 
And if we eating vegetables, if we eating fruits, if we, you know, staying away from too much of this and too much of that fried food and all, if we're doing this, we're going to feel even much better. Because the proof is in the vegetables, believe it or not. The proof is in grains. Yeah. It's not in processed food. Yeah. It's not in pre-whatever. He give us all we need, all we need. Look, the way I was looking a couple of weeks ago, you couldn't have told me I was going to drop 16 pounds. You, no way. You were, you was not going to tell me that because, hey, I was still eat a lot of what I wanted to eat. Yeah. But he stepped in. That was some days of fasting. I was shocked, if I'm honest. I come off the show hungry. He was speaking to me in the garage. That's my praying spot again. He was speaking to me in the garage last night. Drink water when you get up. Water. After the show, water. Yeah, lay off the food. Uh, because at the end of the day, he's blessing me with a wonderful meal. And in order to have this meal, I, I can't in between with all this other stuff. Hallelujah. God is faithful. God is faithful to us. And if we'll open our spiritual ears, we're going to hear what he got, what he have to say to us, the church. And I'm grateful unto him. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning thanking you. We thank you for another day. Thank you, Lord, for how you take good care of us. Thank you for looking beyond our fault and yet meeting our needs. Thank you, Father, that in spite of us, yet you're on our side. We thank you this morning for all you've done already. You woke us up clothed in our right mind. Father, we have the use and activity of limbs, life, health, and strength. It may not be all we used to have. It may not be all that we want, but God, you allowed us enough, hallelujah, that we can seek your face, turn from our wicked ways. We know we know yet right from wrong. We know what day it is. We know where we live, who we are. You have blessed us, and we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hey, Lord, thank you this morning. Oh, we thank you for what you've done already. Hallelujah. What you're doing right now, great and mighty things for us. We thank you for what you're going to do. Because even in the future, you already have plans and hopes for us. You have a system in place for us, and we're thankful unto you. We can't thank you enough. We love you this morning, Father, because it was you who first loved us. Without you, we wouldn't know what love Love covers a multitude of sins. And, Father, you're doing that through love for us today. We don't deserve nothing but death. But it's your love. Hallelujah. It's your love for us, and we thank you. Thank you for making us for your pleasure. Thank you for redeeming us back to you. We thank you, Lord, for the suffering of your son, Jesus. We thank you for the shedding of his blood this morning. The blood is what made the difference at Calvary. We were able to be redeemed back to you, Father. We were separated. Hallelujah. And we know this. We remember this. Oh, but your grace and your mercy 
Father, most of all, your love continued to have you to seek a way. You found a way, Father, to bring us back to you. I'm so grateful. And it's you that will never leave us. We'll leave you, but you won't leave us. You won't forsake us. You'll be with us until the end. We're your children. Hallelujah. You made us for your pleasure. Help us to see this daily. Help us to see the suffering of your son, Jesus. Help us to see that he died, but he conquered all and rose again with all power. And all power is for us. All power is for us. Your word said, if you be for us, you're more than the whole world against us. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Mm. We thank you. We thank you this morning. Thank you for all you've done. All you've done. Great and mighty things. Gave us things we didn't deserve. And yet continuing to bless us, to move for us, to keep. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you today. We come this morning, Father, asking that you would bless every caller and every listener, every family member, every friend, near and far. Father, we would ask that you would bless our associates this morning, those that we associate with. They're not truly friends, but we deal with them. Bless this morning. In the name of Jesus. Father, we come asking that anything that's not like you this day, February the 15th, 2023, that God, you would cast it away from us. Anything that's not Jesus, Father, we ask that you cast it away from us this day. Open up the windows of heaven. Pour us our directions. Our clarity, oh God, in you today. Pour out everything that's needed and more because we know you're able because you're more than God. Fix situations on the job today. Bring clarity, oh God. Let your people work a good work for a good day's pay. In the name of Jesus. Bless homes, every home representative. Ask that you would send your anointing through to make the difference in the home. Anything that's not like you in the home, Father God, we ask that you would send your anointing to straighten it out, to fix it. In the name of Jesus, you're worthy this morning. Father, we ask today that those things which you have spoken unto us, that you would bring it to pass quickly. It will encourage us. It will cause us to praise you more, lift you up more. Because we know our Redeemer live. But God, when you move, it is us to more. Not that we're doubting in any way. But Lord, when you encourage us, it goes beyond. Because you yet are more than God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hearing this morning. Thank you for answering this morning. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. For your people today. Yeah. You sent your word and your word healed. 
Send your word this morning and heal us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we all need a healing. We come this morning bowed down asking for forgiveness of all our sins and wrongdoings, wrong thoughts, wrong speaking, and wrong feelings. And Father, this morning, though our sins be as scarlet, we ask that you wash us as white as snow. Cleanse us this day from all unrighteousness. Give us a clean heart, O oh God. And renew the right spirit within us today in the name of Jesus. Help us to forgive those that appear to us not to be forgivable. Help us to forget the past and what has been done to us. And look at the cross. Look at your suffering before you got to the cross. They said that Jesus and free Barabbas. Help us to remember these things. Help us to remember that God wants our best because he always gives us his. Help us to be faithful this morning, Father. We have not because we ask not. We are asking for the things we need this morning. Help us to walk in the spirit more, that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. Strengthen we'll take our eyes out the world and stop being weak because we have a strong God. We have a strong Savior. We have a strong Father. Help us to be strong in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know you'll take care of it all if I wait on you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we ask for common blessings this morning, your uncommon favor, your uncommon miracles. We ask for uncommon life. In you and through you this morning, that others would come and say, Hey, what must I do to be saved? Hey, how did you get that? Yeah, Lord, give us that life that it would reflect you. It would be a calling card that opened doors. We would talk of your wondrous works and make known your deeds among the people. Or we ask it in Jesus' name this morning, Lord, do it for us. But, Father, we want to be the church that you're coming back looking for without spot or wrinkle. And the more we give to the Spirit, the more we yield to you, the better our lives will be. Remind us to trust you with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. Father, that to acknowledge you in all our ways, you're going to direct our path. Remind us not to be wise in our own eyes, to fear you and depart from evil. In the name of Jesus, we are asking it this morning. Father, touch and heal those that are sick here this morning. Those that are not feeling their best, not feeling well. Lord, I ask that you would send a healing like a ray of sunshine. That would give energy like never before. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. We ask this morning that God, you would... Set free the captives this morning, those that are innocent, those that are in prison, and those who have not received you yet. God, continue to send someone to plant seed, someone to water, and someone to give in, to, to give fertilizer. But we know it's you that give the increase, Father. And we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Father, bless those that are in every branch of the military. Bless widowers and bereaved families. And 
intercessory prayer people. Israel and Jerusalem, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus, in obedience unto you and love for your people. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas this morning, everywhere. Father, you know what they stand in the need of. And Father, it's you that supply need according to and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Bless our brothers and sisters. And Lord, those that have to are in hiding, they can't read the Bible, they can't mention your name loud, they can't talk about you publicly. Strengthen them in this hour, God. Protect them. Lucian protecting angels to keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Bless their children, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem this morning. Send your protecting angels, O oh God, their way. To stand watch, to shield and protect them. Keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Thank you this morning, Father. Thank you. Mm. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today. Move by your spirit in a mighty way here today. People, God, they come seeking you this morning. They come to hear what you have to say to them, the church, your church. Lord, they need many things. God, ask that you would open doors and make ways for these your people. Open the windows of heaven and pour out on these your people. And Lord, you see they're giving heart. Those that are givers, those that don't forget to give. Lord, bless them more here today. In the name of Jesus, those that support Jesus in the morning, Freedom Doors Ministry, bless in a mighty way. Those that when I've spoken, you use me to speak. And what you said, bless them. Lord, they came back and they blessed me. Move in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus, move financially today for your people. Money answers all things able to open some doors for your people. Uncommon money, God. Send money like they've never had at one time in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you today. We're not on your side because of what you give and what you can do for us. But Lord, we are on your side because we want to be used in your service. We want to be your people. We want to be your sons and daughters that obey the Father. We want to be like Jesus. Bless the segment. Have your way here. Or move in a mighty way here today again, I ask. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, his majesty. We thank you this morning. There's none like you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word and your spirit today. On the of your son, Jesus Christ. Uh, who we related to this morning. He's our friend, yet related to him. He's our God, our Savior. We thank you this morning. Oh, we bow down in reverence unto you this morning. Hallelujah unto Jehovah. Hallelujah unto Jehovah. Almighty God who have all power. Oh, the God that made the heavens and the earth. Father, we thank you. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word, which is Jesus. And we thank you for your written word that you inspired man to write. Well, again, this morning, your word is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light 
unto our path. Forever, O oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to his majesty. Oh, we thank him this morning. That's him. We can search all over. We won't find nobody. Nobody greater. And let me tell you something about him. You can mess up. Which I do. <laughs> you can mess up. Do you know he'll step right in? Show you the arrow of your ways? Yeah. Not only that, he will move your past. What you feel is the bad. I done did bad. I done did wrong right here. And a lot of times, it's my mouth. It's my mouth. I done said this. I done said that. Because sometimes I'm just quick. When I'm aggravated, too quick, I'll just speak. So look. He'll show you. You spoke too quick. You said the wrong thing. You're going to have to go back and fix that now. I'm not going to fix it. You're going to fix it. Because you knew better. I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. And guess what? He come right in. And he'll use me afterwards and I go and uh, repent to them people. If they done said all that craziness, <laughs> go repent. Get you the wrong way. You ain't cuss them out or nothing like that, but what you said it wasn't nice. And I need you to fix Got to go. I got to repent today to somebody. I don't want to, but I got to because I should want to because right is right. But remember, I'm human, and humans forget. Just remind me, just remind. And that's what he does. He'll remind <laughs> Oh, thank you this morning, Master. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I can't pretend like I'm all of that in a bag of donuts. I don't never do nothing wrong. I'm just so holy. Oh, holy. Barbara just so holy. Lord, look and said, no, nah, Barbara ain't holy at all. The day with that right there. With that that she said right there. And sometimes it's a thought. I done thought of oh, now. And they were close to judging. Sometimes judge. And the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and said, no, that's judging. <laughs> that's gossiping. Hey, wait a minute. Come here. Come here. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And he has straightened it out in me, and I got to repent. Because he's not going to take nothing less. He's not going to take nothing less than sincere, true repentance for what you I don't care if it's a thought, because a thought is a thing. I don't care if it's words. Sometimes words hurt more than anything, a deed you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I thank God this morning for his straightening power <laughs> that'll straighten us out. See, he know me. He know me personally. And he know what I need to get back on the right track. He know. Yeah. And so we thank him and I give him glory, give him honor and praise for knowing me. Yeah. And keeping me straight. Yeah. And so I'm thankful unto him this morning. Listen, 
We're going to one more song of the morning, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you about our guest for the day and the message of the day. I love this guy because y'all know if I go to church and the pastor is uh, starchy and stiff, don't worry about me going back no more with the starchy and stiffness. But I get over there and he bringing the gospel. He bringing the truth. He preaching Jesus. And he makes me laugh. I'll be back as often as I can. But that starchy and stiff stuff like he up there so holding, just slapped his wife down in the church basement. Come on now, give me a break. Going with the choir member. He, he ushers and got a wife. That's not the kind of laugh you do with the usher. That's not the thing you say to an usher. But get up acting like you so deep. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. And around there bringing other people to sin, causing them to sin. They weren't even thinking about that or thinking that way till you made that offer. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to this one. They don't want me to forget it, and I won't forget it this morning. So I am going to this one.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Mr. Russ. Calf this morning, he said he wish he could have been there when God set him free, when God saved and made him over again. And, you know, sometimes we may go through things two or three times. God got to make us over. <laughs> he got to pull us out the pit. Yeah, and set us back in our rightful place. Yeah, sometimes it's, it, it's our throne where he placed us at. Sometimes it's on the top of the mountain. It's on top of the hill. It's not down in the valley. Then sometimes it's down in the valley. Yeah, I, I, I've been down in the valley, and, and, and it wasn't good sometimes. And then I've been down in the valley, and it was perfect for me. Wish I could have stayed down there. I was having such a good time in the valley. Because, see, that was those who had never heard of the things of God. They had never heard of what Jesus had done for us down in the valley. He blessed me to go down there and tell them. Some had heard, but they had forgotten. So he sent me to remind them. Some knew, but they forgot, and they just decided to just live in this life. But he sent me to remind them what he chose and called them for. Some was under the bridge, down in the valley. Some was living out in the thick of the bushes, down in the valley. <laughs> but his love, Called him to send somebody. He didn't send a whole group. He didn't send from the prestigious Baptist church or the prestigious non-denominational church. He just sent a willing vessel, a plain and simple person. Somebody who knew him and would allow him to use them and never cared about what people thought about the way he used them. Hallelujah. I feel all right right there. Listen, I love this man, Dr. Pastor Evangelist B. Hill. Now, some of the younger group, you may not have heard him, but I want y'all to look him up. Dr. E.B. Hill. Don't want to be with the Lord now, but I listened to this man of many a years and many a days. And I used to listen to him, and I just loved that E.B. Hill. And when he would preach, it would just make my day. Ooh-wee, I just loved the way the Lord, you know, would to articulate things. And then he would come in there with something that would make me scream and laugh. <laughs> that E.B. Hill is my man. And, uh... Oh, he was just a blessing to me. He was just a blessing, the way God used him. And so this morning, I want you to pay close attention to what he's saying. And his message today says, I'll be praying for you. Country in a way, and he don't use all of the, you know, great words. You know, he might say great. You know, that's his great day. You know, he, but he's educated. He's an educated man, been to school, yeah. But he's just plain and simple down to earth. And one thing about E.B. Hill, he never forgot where he come from. He never forgot that. He never forgot the days he heard his mom praying, these kind of things. Yeah, when he was a boy, what they didn't have. They were dirt poor, as they called it. Yeah, but folk would come along and encourage him, tell him things, you know, and uh, that blessed him. So this morning, we want to take a listen to E.B. here, and his message is, again, I'll be praying for you. Yeah. 
That's a good message. I'm, I'm working over on Jesus in the morning and the prayer club. We praying, every member in that club, we praying for each other. Because people treat God like church. They come to church expecting from him. They don't come expecting to give to him. Now, the preachers may do that. But the pew sitters, they come looking for God to do it all for them, and they don't give him nothing. When I go to church, I'm going to praise and worship. I'll be the one that's yelling loud in there. I'll be the one weaving and bowing in there because I done got drunk in the spirit because I've given God my all. I'm the one that emptied out right there before the altar so that when the word comes forth, it can fill me back. And I go back out and take what I've been filled with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Always expecting something. And I saw that in Jesus in the Morning uh, Club over there. And I saw it in uh, prayer club, in the prayer club, and even on Freedom Doors. You know, people come in to seek and to get and to look. But we we begin now to pray. I look at the prayer club. Uh, Sister Dot even praying more. She used to post scriptures, and she still do. But she's praying more. I read on out in the prayer. I say, will somebody look at Irene over here showing? I I mean, praying over there in that prayer club, praying over there on Jesus in the morning. I say, look at Irene. Irene kept some things under the rug. But she kept telling me this. I love God. I love God. Yeah. Now, different ones. I put a, a post out yesterday that, you know, we for one another. And I started off the first prayer, and I seen a few people come under that praying. I didn't tell my uh, uh, copy and paste and post. Now you putting somebody else's stuff on there. I'm talking about what's in your heart. As Samuel Jackson State for Capital One, what's in your wallet? What is in your heart for people? Because let me tell you this this morning. If you don't hear nothing else I say for the days and before now, if you never paid me no real attention or to God what God was speaking some attention, listen to this. The more you pray for others, the more God is going to hear your prayer. The more you put others before you put you in prayer, the more God is going to work your stuff out. You'll turn around and be like, mm, I didn't even get a chance to pray for that. He went on and did it because he heard your heart. <laughs> he knows the very intense heart this morning. Pray for others. Stop all that stuff in you. I, my, me, why? Stop all of that. No need. You got the, the true and living God on your side. He said if he be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. Again this morning. Yeah, I'm telling you again. He said he won't leave you, not forsake you. He'll be with you until the end. So what? They told you to foreclose your coming. They're going to repossess you. So what? There are plenty more houses and plenty more cars. And if you're giving God your all, if he's taking that from you, please believe me, he's about to give you better. Have some patience. Continue to serve God with your whole heart. Don't slack up. Don't stop. Because the devil threatened you about a house and a car. 
Honey, you got a mansion just over the hill if you keep walking up right before God. A car, a house, even a four-bedroom house, that's nothing. You know how many rooms a mansion? <laughs> hey, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're going to walk on streets of gold, not wear some gold, but you're going to walk on streets of gold. And in your part of the mansion, you're going to have everything you love and need and want. And I'm going to add this, and more. Because the God we serve, Jehovah, is a more than God. He goes beyond the call of duty. Beyond. Yeah, I asked for a house, and I thought he did, you know, give me a house. He went beyond what I thought. Gave me more than I needed. I didn't even need to know how much I needed to be separated. He blessed me so that I could pray when I want to in peace. I could study when I want to in peace. He gave me more than I needed, you see. Food on my table. Just me. But I eat the goods of the land. That's why I had to cut back. He, he, will, he will spread a table before you, not, not just in the spirit, but in the natural. In the natural, I love mashed potatoes. Y'all know I love talking about food, can't eat it no more like I want to, but I, certain things because I don't overeat it. Big prongs fried up. Golden fried fish. I like, can't eat no more fried stuff for a while. <laughs> but he supplied all of this. Not only need, but he supply wants. I'm telling you what he done for me. Not what the preacher said. Not what the deacon said. I'm telling you what he has done for me. I'm sick. He healed me. The whole month of December with the cold. Oh, heck, oh, heck. oh you, 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 you have got on my nerves. But he did that because I would not take December off. December the 25th, I'd have been somewhere at somebody's house laughing and talking and eating. No, I need you to sit down with me. Mm -mm. You're not doing all of this. So he allowed, he didn't make me sick. He allowed me to get sick because he could have stopped it, but he didn't. Then right after that, here come another thing. He let that went on for about two, three weeks. And then he, I, I, I was sitting one morning. I said, Lord, heal me from this. I'm sick of this. I said, I am just tired of it, Lord. And I am sick of this. This is what's making me sick. <laughs> Came right in. Went to the doctor. That was last Saturday. She said, take the bandage off. I said, do Oh, yeah, you're going to take the bandage off. She told me what to put on it, this and that. I took the bandage off, the thing just dried up. I said, well, look at this. That's off that prayer of faith. Because it's the prayer of faith that makes us whole, that makes us complete. Yes, sir, Brother Louis, yum, yum. And if I had some glazed donut, Brother Louis, it would be on, but I can't eat them. <laughs> Cannot have them done over there too much. Yeah. The movie too too quick, too fast. I think it's too fast and too furious. That's the way I was with that grocery. <laughs> now I got to eat all in moderation. I can eat many meals during the day, but I got to eat in moderation. Yeah. And today I got to have vegetables. Yeah, all of that other stuff. You know how we like cheese on this and cheese on that. 
Yeah, I got to cut it out today. So, God is faithful. Fried fish, brother. Don't talk about them whiters. I get excited right now. Hallelujah for fish. Oh, God made some wonderful things, didn't he? He gave us some wonderful things. Yes, he did. Honey, oh, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Bread. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 turkey. Chicken. Y'all know I love a chicken. Yeah, and a fish and a turkey. That's my duck. My friends. Y'all can keep the cow and the feed. But just give me that chicken, that turkey, and that fish, and I'm good to go. I'm going to stop talking about food. Somebody's going to get hungry. <laughs> I love it. Love talking about it. Love cooking it, too. Oh, yeah, I enjoy myself when I'm in there by myself, and uh, I'm getting it done. Listen, I got a request for this one early in the morning. I was going to play it at the ending of the show, but I'm going to go ahead and, and, and well, no, just do this one. And at the ending of the show, I'm going to play I Put God On It at the ending of the show. I get a lot of requests for that one. There's a dark and a troubled side of life. But there's a bright and a sunny side too. Though we meet with darkness and strife, the sunny side we also made you. Keep on the sunny wonderful message. I want you to listen closely. He's going to make you laugh a few times, but you're going to know he is 100% serious about the business of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's giving the testimonies too. Yeah, I like all that kind of carrying on. So let's take a listen to Dr. E.B. Hill. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Our Father, as we open now the book, we pray that it would please you to please let us preach. Again, not for fame or reputation, but save tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again, my beloved friend and brother. Thank you for letting me come back to Thomas Rhodes and to Lynchburg. When you labor in South Central Los Angeles or a place like South Central Los Angeles, and when you face the many problems of a city that has so many problems, uh, it's just wonderful for somebody to invite you out for a while. <laughs> and my labor is right in the heart, right in the heart. Oh, I didn't tell you, since I was ill, I, I am now the official pastor in my community, in my uh, uh, the kind of walking distance, uh, a little bit further than walking distance, maybe about a 20 block by 20 block, uh, is where we farm the truth with the uh, bloods and the crypts. The blood and the crypts are, as you know, most notorious uh, gang people that you can have. But in that particular area, there are nine gangs. And uh, they officially asked me, the gang leaders called and asked me to meet with them. And that isn't an invitation that you just readily accept. You, you, you pray over that invitation. And uh, I prayed over it, and, uh, and I still wouldn't accept it until one of my members called and said, uh, would you please meet with us? I said, what do you mean, us? Uh, she said, well, I'm, I'm a leader. Uh, she's sitting right in my choir. And I said, you a gang leader? She said, yeah. So I met with the nine gang leaders of my community. And as you know, the truce was formed and held for five months. Uh, I declared a no-killing weekend leading up to Easter, that nobody would kill nobody. And at that time, in that era, we were killing about three or four days. And nobody would kill anybody. And we had a complete no-killing weekend that lasted four months. Uh, in South Central Los Angeles by gang. Now, there were some other folks here, but I was dealing with gangs at this time. So I'm officially the pastor of the Bloods and Crips of my community. And uh, you can come to see me at any time, and uh, you'll be well taken care of, and as soon as I tell them who you are, uh, you have my own protective custody of the Bloods and the Crips. And uh, like they kneel there to have the blood, I baptized six of the gang leaders of the Bloods and the Crips. And uh, I had uh, one named Lonely Man, Lonely Man, and the other one would be named Cubone, and the other Gullet, and all of those gang terms. And Lonely Man was in charge of this housing project, and he had about 3,000 young people under his command. And uh, I said, lonely man, if you tell them to lie down, what are they? He said, they'll all be lying down. I said, if you tell them to run, what would it? They'd all run. And I said, if you tell them to come to vacation Bible school, he said, what is that? <laughs> and I told him what it was. He said, they'd go. I said, well, tell them to come. 
And we had the biggest Bible school this past year. <laughs> and so you have to kind of do everything in my community. You, 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 you can't be limited. I don't even have any problems about the deacons anymore. I throw a crip on them. <laughs> a lot, a whole lot of things straightened up since I've had the crips with me. You know, and they're getting converted and um, be interesting, and you should pray for them. They came to me and and, and Cubone, uh, Cubone said the reason we, we we have admitted that we have missed it, and we're getting old now, and we want to live a little longer. Said I'd like to live long enough to see my son graduate from high school, mm. and I said, well, what's the problem? How old are you? He said, I'm 26. I said, well, why would you be afraid of not seeing your grand? He said, no gang leader lives past 30. He said, I'm an old gang leader. You can't make it hardly past 30. And uh, I praise God he's now approaching about 29 and, and look like they're going to let each other live. And you need to pray over that. Pray with us. Living in the ghetto is like living in the uh, country parts of the uncivilized areas of the world. And so it's just good. Thank you for having me back. I'll go back to the gloom and the doom and fight some more. And if you continue to pray for us, we shall overcome. Thank you so much for that song again, Doug. You are a singer, which reminds me of the only joke I'll tell. Um, <laughs> this millionaire Texan went to this concert and heard this woman sing. And she sang with such power and uh, delight until he told his uh, huntsman, go back there and tell I want to marry, and I want to marry her tonight. And uh, I, I, just, I, I just have to get married to her. And, oh, that singing, that singing. And he went back there and said, my boss loves your singing. She said, well, thank you. And he wants to marry you tonight. He said, well, just, what do you mean, marry me tonight? I don't, can, I don't even know who your boss is. I, I, nobody can come up and ask me to marry. He said, well, he had planned to give you a million dollars, too, for your... Uh, wedding present. And she said, well, you think we can find any place open? <laughs> <laughs> they did get married and they went home and uh, she pulled off a wig and he said, that ain't yours? And he said, no, 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 that's just a wig. And then she pulled her teeth out and he said, those are not your teeth? And he said, no, that's just, uh, those are false. He said, I tell you one thing, you better sing something else, I'm going to cancel that check. <laughs> so, Doug, keep on singing. God be praised. Let us go back to the fourth chapter of the book of Acts. The fourth chapter of the book of Acts. The Acts of the Holy Spirit. The third chapter reveals that there was a lame man who, when Peter and John was going up to the temple for prayer, they saw him and caused a miraculous miracle to happen to him. The lame man regained, or, or rather, got his strength in his legs, and he went even into the temple, leaping and shouting and praising God. Such an occasion caused quite a stir among the rulers 
and the leaders of Israel because thousands and thousands of people began to talk about who had passed this man often. They began to talk about this great miracle that it had happened. And of course that affected the attendance at the synagogue when thousands and thousands of people are accepting Christ and going in another direction. And so there became this stir, there became this stir among the leaders as to what should they do. They said, of course, we, we cannot deny that such a great miracle has happened because the man is here. He is standing in the midst. That's one of my points of why it is so important for you to be at church and to come to church uh, to let the world know and testify that I have accepted Christ as my Savior. Don't stand off from the church. Be with the church. Stand with the pastor. Stand with the administration. Stand with the church. Let everybody know. Be glad to tell people that I'm first going to church. I may or may not see the football game, but I'm going to church standing with the church. And so they couldn't dispute it. It was indisputable evidence because here is the man who was lame and laid and begged alms from everybody, but here he is now with his strength. Here he is leaping for joy. Here he is causing great havoc among the leadership of the religious leaders of that day. And uh, the religious leaders, as I said this morning, inquired as to by what power and in whose name was this done. And Peter, of course, being the great spokesman at all times and John praying for him, said, in the name of Jesus, this, this is done in the name of Jesus. And more and more of us who are born again should give more and more credit to the name of Jesus. It is so often that people, when they are sick, when they're down, when they're out, when they don't have a job, when they don't have any money, so often they say, the Lord is the one in whom I am putting my faith and I'm trusting and I'm leaning on. But as soon as they kind of get going, kind of get going, kind of get going, they say, well, you know, I've been smart all of my life. I've known all my life how to work things out. But uh, that's not true. You ought to give credit to whom credit is due. And that's what Peter and John did. They said, it is the name of Jesus. It is the Savior, Jesus, who is responsible for this. And that's why I said this morning, it is so important that you pick a Savior worth having. If you're going to spend some money on a car, you try to buy one that's worth having. If you're going to spend some money on clothing, you try to buy a suit worth having. I don't have a problem with that. I buy all my suits on Jewish Row in Chicago, and I just buy the best that they can't sell at Neiman Marcus. I just pick it up. I get $400 suits for $100. And uh, I have the best suit that I've ever worn that people admired me for. Uh, was uh, priced at $650. I got it for $100 because it had a hole eaten right here by the moth. And with a hole eaten, they had to take it off the rack. And so I just covered it every Sunday with a carnation. And nobody... <laughs> I mean, you have, to, you have to kind of be on the ball to survive in the inner city, you know. So 
I just walk around with the mail with my carnation. He didn't know nothing about it right there, and I paid a hundred bucks for it. But anyway, and I'll let you know the address if you're interested. But anyway, they said that, uh, uh, or rather, whatever we do, we try. Even a wife, my baby, my first wife, I have two. Uh, Solomon had a bunch of them. I can have two. Uh, one is in glory, and the other one is in Los Angeles. That's fun enough part. They don't fight. They don't argue. They don't defend. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the one I have now admires my other wife very much. She knew her and admired her. And when I have my rainy seasons about baby, and I still do, I still at times think about baby and begin to rain a little bit. My wife is a classy lady. She just walks out of the room and let me have my time with myself. But anyway, when I was picking this second wife, I, I wanted one worth having. I, 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 amen. Amen. <laughs> Uh, and if we are so careful about picking furniture, if we are so careful about picking cars, and if we are so careful about selecting mates, which we should be, then what about having a Savior worth having? I don't want no Savior who has eyes and can't see. I don't want no Savior who has hands and can't lift. I don't want no Savior who has feet and can't walk. I don't want no Savior that you got to pack around. I need a Savior who has the ability to perform all that I have talked about, who does walk, who does talk, who can reach, who can touch, who can lift, and who can help. Nothing else or nobody else should be my Savior. And I have that Savior in Jesus Christ. Now these rulers went on to say, now we know that the great miracle has happened, but we can't have that happening in town. We can't have all of these up to 5,000 men going after Jesus Christ. We've got to do something. And somebody came up with a brilliant idea. i tell you what you do. Call those two people in. They know we are rulers. They know we are the elders of Israel. So call them in and let's threaten them real good. Let's threaten them real good. Now we take a cue from that, that the devil has not changed his uh, modus operandi. He has not changed his way. He has not changed his procedure. For even today, the devil believes that if we just threaten the church, if we just threaten the preacher, if we just threaten the Christian, the worker, the layman, the person who works here or who teaches there, then he can stop the church. He can stop the church. The devil believes he has the power to call in the church and let's threaten it. Let's threaten it. Let's threaten it by all of the laws they're making, but thank God we have lawyers who can interpret the laws also. And let's threaten them by this, threaten them by the eternal revenue, threaten them by everything that you can name, and they will keep quiet. He has an idea that the church can be quietened. And that's one of his that's one of his desires. And not necessarily just quieting in singing, but quieting in our approach to reach the lost men. Now he's also quieting in the church in terms of that amen. There ought to be amen over in that corner right now. Somebody ought to say amen on that. Uh, he, he wants a quiet church because even our amens are 
they back up the testimonies either of ourselves or somebody else. And whenever I run across something here that you know something about, you're supposed to hit it with an amen. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to hit it with an amen. If I, if I call him good, everybody who knows he's good ought to say, he sure is. Amen. I'll be like one of my deacons that I used to have in Texas. He said, Pastor, the Lord am good. And I, 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 I didn't go too far in English, but I knew that was wrong. And I said, no, deacon, uh, the Lord is good. And he said, he sure am. So somebody ought to say he sure am when I run across it. And they said, now let us call in these fellows and uh, tell them that they've done a great miracle and all that, but now that ain't the kind of preaching we want in town, and that's not the kind of results we want in town. And that when we get threatening them, through threatening them, we will tell them to don't do that in that name no more. This, this name is disturbing the city. This name is, is, is causing things to happen that we can't duplicate. This name is causing men to walk who've never walked before. And this name is upsetting the city. And this name will upset the city. This name should upset the city. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to upset the city. And he will upset the city. I know he upsets me. I'm beginning to feel a little upset myself now. If I had my cheering squad here with me, I'd go on and get upset. But this, this name, Jesus, this, this name, Jesus, it will upset things. It will turn things that are turned down upright, it, this name, Jesus. And so they said, now, we don't want you to preach in the name. Now, some professors were at that meeting because even in our cemetery, uh, seminaries, uh, they're, not, they're not talking about this name enough. They're not talking about that. And some of them are even denying this name. You can stay at some of the universities up on the East Coast, and I can't name them, but you know that bunch up there that's also law schools. They don't even call on the name of Jesus. And there are people who publish books in our great companies. And year before last, they awarded the most outstanding sermon of the year, and it never mentioned the name Jesus. Well, now, how can you preach a sermon without Jesus? I mean, he, 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 he's the subject and the center. He's the introduction. He's the argument. He's the conclusion. Now, how can you preach a sermon without Jesus? Amen. That, 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 that there, there are a lot of needs in my community and in your community, but the greatest need is that men need to know Jesus because when they know Jesus, other things kind of come to order. They, they, they get back in line. They get in order. And they said, now you can preach, but not in the name of Jesus because we have seen evidence that that's an authentic name, that name Jesus. We've had, we've had other folk to come in and, and do whoo and, 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 and throw sheets over people and anoint them and everything. Uh, but ain't nothing happening. And the devil doesn't object to those kinds of persons. Yeah, yeah, come on in and do your act, whatever it is. Charge $10, get in a faith line. And, and, and give me $20 a face and I'll do a little trick. and what. Devil doesn't mind that, but when the devil sees an authentic 
testimony, an authentic testimony. This man is standing here. No argument. He's standing here, walking and leaping. He is an authentic testimony. And I should say that it, it, does, it does not only include the physical lameness, but it also includes the man or the woman or the boy or the girl here tonight who has an authentic change of life and faith, of faith and life. One who used to not know the Lord, who now knows the Lord, is an authentic witness against Satan, and Satan is against him. And so they called him in, and they said, now, nah, we won't talk with you. Now, we know that you, 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 have, you have a powerful name here, and uh, you've been using it, and, it, and it, uh, there was this great miracle, and we're not here to dispute it. But we are here to say that we can't handle that in town. Uh, the rulers have gotten together and the elders of Israel, and we don't want you to preach in that name no more. We want you to leave here and just, uh, you can preach, but not in this name no more. And uh, if you don't, we will, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to take even worse action against you. But uh, just, just, just take our threatening and our warning. Be good boys and go on home and uh, nothing will happen to you in town. And Peter again speaks and he says, you'll have to judge whether or not we should obey you or obey God. Now, now you judge that. But as for us, we have a condition. We have a condition, and it is contagious. Uh, we have a condition, a uh, situation. It, a lot of people have physical conditions. They can't help themselves. They may have the shakes or the head shake or what have you. But uh, they said, we have a condition. And it's called can't help it. <laughs> we, we can't help it. We have the can't help it. We, we couldn't stop if we wanted to stop. And we wouldn't stop because of your threat. We, we, we are really into this. We, we are not spectators. We are participators. We are really into this because of, uh, and, 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 and we have a basis of being in it. But we want to tell you right now that no matter how you have threatened us, no matter how you have said that we can't speak in this name no more, we, no matter how you have commanded us to stop, we want you to know now, we will be doing it, we will continue to do it, and we will do it in spite of your threats because we can't help it. This ain't something we can cut on and off. It's just like, it's just like I, I explained to, to my wife uh, before we got married that, that, uh, uh, that we're not going to cut this on and off. Uh, you can't be lovely to me in the morning and ugly at night. You have to let the sweetness flow. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter even if you want me to go, let it flow. And the church needs a great dose of King Hippie. I, I mean King Hippie. Just, just not up here singing because you vowed once to sing a while, but you can't help it. You can't help it. And you can't help it. Even if somebody threatens you, you can't help it. You've got to, you got to, you got to do it. I was threatened by the Ku Klux Klan 
that I had uh, told by them I had six weeks to live at, uh, and I was 25 years old down in Texas. I'm 61 now. And they said I had only six weeks. That's a long stretch. But I'm 61 now because I can't help it. And then the Black Panthers said I had one day to live. They notified me on Saturday that if I preached about this white Jesus one more time, no, they did it on Tuesday. Uh, if I preached about him one more time, that they would be there and they'd blow my brains out. And that Tuesday, my officers and everybody, uh, except my wife, it didn't bother my wife so much. My wife said, Lord, you done brought him through so much. You ain't no leave him now, so uh, go ahead. And they said, now, we'll be there Sunday, and we want you to preach on blackness and uh, this white Christ. I said, well, now, I don't know nothing about a white Christ. I know something about a Christ, a Savior, named Jesus. Amen. I, I don't know what color he is. He was born in brown Asia, and he fled to black Africa, and he was in, Europe, he was in heaven before the gospel got to white Europe. So I don't know what color he is. But I, I, I really don't know what color he is. Amen. I really don't know what color he is. I do know one thing, that if you bow at the altar with color on your mind and get up with it on your mind, go back again and, 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 and keep, keep on bowing, keep on bowing until you, you no longer look at his color. You look at his greatness and his power and his power to save. And so I was threatened and uh, they said... And so the, the, the policemen came, and they looked over our church, and then they said, now we're going to have to do this, and we're going to have to do that. And they said, now, Sunday, Pastor, you, you, you can't preach. I said, oh, no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, I wished it was Sunday now. Uh, I got my message. This is Wednesday, and it's burning. It's burning. I said, now, it's your job to keep me living, and it's, your, it's mine to keep preaching. And, and that Sunday, when that Sunday came, my deacons came and said, well, we'll sit on the front row and I said, be seated wherever you want. I got my message. I want to talk about this great Christ, a mighty Savior. And I want to name him Jesus. And I want to call his name out loud. So if it's my last time, if a bullet is to come next, let me go down saying, Jesus. Oh, how sweet the name. Jesus. Every day the same. Jesus. Let all of proclaim his holy name, Jesus. And so they said, now, you have to do what you have to do, and we have to do what we have to do. And we have the can't help it. And, and it, it, it's just all over us. We, we have to preach. And it is not something without validity. We can't help it because of what we have seen and what we have heard. Amen. We're not just out here shouting. We have seen something. And we've heard something. And based on what we have seen and what we have heard, we must talk about it. Born again people have heard something. You have heard a gospel that has all hope in it. And that you've heard a gospel that it is even made sweeter because it is without price. You can come as you are. Born again people have heard the message of God that has guided them through the dark days and hours of life. Born again people have heard 
the gospel story that has set their souls on fire when their hearts were bleeding within, we've heard something. And I stand here today saying I've heard something. I was born in poverty, but I heard something. My mama told me, that's all right, boy. You got two strikes against you. You're colored and poor, but you don't need but one ball to knock a home run. I've heard something. I've heard something. Down in the country of Sweet Home, down out from Seguin, nine miles from Seguin, 11 miles from Geronimo, 10 miles from Kingsbury, 13 miles from Locarno. Did you get it located? I heard something. I heard that Jesus loved me. And that that was something that I hadn't heard a whole lot about. My daddy left my mama when I was a year and a half, and she struggled with us. And it was mama and papa, no relationship in blood, who came along and picked us up. And that community was of raw segregation and discrimination. And so I didn't hear so much about love. But in that little old country church, Rachel Anthony, God bless her heart, and Professor Estre and Professor Arnold told me as a young boy, God loves you, son. And God has something in store for you. And God is going to take care of you. And I heard something. And I have seen something. I've, I've, I've seen something, both negative and positive. I've seen the lightning flashing. I've been through the rain and the storm. I, I know what it is to suffer. I know what it is to not have. I know what it is to want. I know what it is to be buked and scarred. I've been through the grinding machine. So I have not only heard something, but I've seen something. I've seen God open doors that no man can shut. I've seen God work many miracles in the life from, from where I start. So I've seen something, and I've heard something. And they said, on the basis of what we've seen, we've been with Jesus. We were right there with him when he turned water to wine. We were right there with him when he hollered and told Lazarus to come forward. And Lazarus came walking out as if he had never died. We were right there when he gave sight to the blind. Don't tell us to shut up. We're not going to shut up. You're talking to the wrong crowd. This crowd has evidence. And I would like to have a little evidence here tonight that you've seen something and you've heard something. I've even felt something. I, I, I know you don't have to feel nothing, but thank God I have felt something. And it said, on that basis, we're going about our business and we're continuing. I can't help it. I was born in Columbus, Texas, 75 miles west on the San Antonio Highway. And my mother was a very poor woman, and at a year and a half, my father left my mother, and we moved to San Antonio, Texas, mother with four children. And she got a job. And she made $12.50 a week. And out of that had to come rent. Most of the food that we had as children were leftovers from the white people's table where mother worked. It was always a happy day when somebody in that family was sick and didn't want to eat the steak. Because mother would take that steak. And mother would pick up that extra piece of chicken that somebody didn't touch. 
And mother would pick up that roll that they didn't want, and mother would bring it home in a sack and redo it. And if there wasn't enough meat of one kind, she'd take it all together and start chopping it up and made hash. That's why that's still my favorite food, hash. You don't know what kind of meat. Some chicken, some beef, some... And hash! Stir it all up together. And so one day, I was playing out in the, in, in, in the yard. And some elderly people came by the name of Langram. And they said, uh, Ms. Langram said, who is this boy here that's that underfed? I had a great big head and a great big stomach, malnutrition. And he said, that's Miss Hill's boy. Where's Miss Hill? She's working. Who takes care of the children? They can't take care of themselves until she gets home. And so they stayed until mother came. And they said, Miss Hill, we're the Langrams. We live out in the country. Our sister lives right next door to you. She's ill. We come up every two weeks to see her. We stayed here because all of our children are up and out. They're grown. And we have plenty. And we'd like to take this boy and this girl to the country. It's summertime now where they can play and, and we have plenty. Well, I heard for the first time the word plenty. <laughs> that stuck in my ear, plenty, plenty, plenty. I had never been around any place where there was plenty. We ate like this. You never heard of this, but let me tell you. We would, we would borrow a piece of chicken from my sister. If she didn't want all of her chicken, I, I said, could I borrow that piece? And then when, later on, when she was hungry, maybe three or four days later, she said, pay me back. And I'd have to take part of my chicken and pay her back. Sometimes I didn't pay in full. I said, I pay half of what I owe you. <laughs> I've seen some things. Don't, don't ask me to shut up. I've seen some things. I've been through some things. I, don't, don't ask me to shut up. I have to speak about this man, Jesus. And so, uh, mother said, I can't give my child away. And they said, no, 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 no. If, whenever you want them, just drop us the line, postcard, we'll get it. But we'll be up here every two weeks, and we'll bring them back. Well, the plenty turned out to be a two-room log cabin. I was looking for a great big old house, and... Here is a two-room log cabin. And the plenty turned out to be wild rabbits and squirrels and hickanuts and wild berries and wild this and wild that. That turned out to be the plenty. But I, I fell in love with Papa because I hadn't had a, a, a daddy who would caress me. And there were no televisions and we had to conserve the radio because it was a battery radio and we only listened to the 6 o'clock, I mean the 8 o'clock and the 12 o'clock and the 6 o'clock news and one program. That's all. Because if the battery would go down, we didn't have enough money to get another battery. So we had to organize. So Papa had to entertain me on his knees. He had to tell me stories about Brother Rabbit and all the rest of them on the knees. Not television. I... I, I I solved that problem by just giving each of my children a television in their own room. And y'all go on there and laugh about what you want to laugh about. But in those days, uh, parents had to do it. They had to make children happy. And what a greater day. What a marvelous day. And so there I came up out in Sweet Home. And so at six years old, when Mama wanted, uh, Mother wanted me to move back to town, San Antonio, to go to better schools, uh, she forced me to come back, and I ran off. 
they lost three days trying to find Sweet Home. And they finally found me and decided that I would stay on there. At 11 years old, I was awakened, and Papa was dead. Mama wasn't at home. She was in San Antonio. And Papa was in the rocking chair, dead. And so from 11 until 17, Mama and I lived together in that log house. And there was no aid to defend the children. There were no social workers. There was no check on the first and fifteenth. The only thing we ever got, got was some apples and oranges and cheese and jelly or syrup. No check coming. We had to pick cotton during the summer and shake peanuts and pull corn and store back six to seven hundred dollars wherever Mama kept it and kill a hog and put him in the smokehouse. And get some syrup, and that's how we lived. And all of my clothes were given to me one way or the other. Just now and then would I get something bought. I, I wore hand-me-up clothes. I didn't wear no hand-me-down because I didn't have none. Anything anybody gave me was hand-me-up, not hand-me-down. But I studied hard, and Mama would drill into me every night. You're poor and you're colored, but you're going to take one ball and knock a home run. And she just kept on. And it would get cold, and we didn't have anything, and we didn't have nobody. And, and I never shall forget that it snowed and then froze, and it was ice, and we ran out of food. And I heard Mama praying around midnight. That's when she prayed. And she said, Lord, you know I have this boy over here, and he's big, and he eats, and he's hungry, and we don't have no food. And I can't get out. And you know all about it. And the next morning at 7 o'clock, Bud Anthony on his horse trotted by and pitched a whole sack full of food on the porch and kept riding. Sweet potatoes and bacon and flour and whatever. Just throw it on the porch. Mama just prayed at 12. And, and, and we got a whole sack full of food. And, the, and, and, and Mama cooked saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You couldn't keep her quiet. She shouted three times every service. Every service. Every time something would come across that she had been through, she'd get up and say, yes! Amen. Amen. She was like that. She was like that Negro woman that went to a white church down south, and the preacher, the white preacher was preaching, and white people were being, as they normally are, uh, unemotional and, uh, and what have and he said, Jesus is the Son of God. She said, yes, he is. And the usher went over and said, now, nah, I'm sorry, but we don't do that here. She said, but I got religion. They said, but you didn't get it here. <laughs> and she said, well, I'll keep quiet. I'll keep quiet. And then she said, and he died for our sins. This preacher was preaching. And this lady said, yes, he did. And two ushers went over and said, now, we're going to warn you one more time. Now, we're going to have to throw you out of here if you don't shut up. Because that's your culture. They act like that. But here, we don't do nothing like that. She said, I'll, 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 I'll try to hold my mouth. And then the preacher went on and preached and said, and my friends, early Sunday morning. And she hollered, he got up! And two great big ushers came and grabbed her and was dragging her out, and she said, praise the Lord. 
and said, now what are you praising the Lord for now? He said, Jesus rode in on one and I'm riding out on two. Praise the Lord! They couldn't, they couldn't keep Mama quiet because Mama would pray at midnight and a sack of groceries thrown on the porch at seven. That's angelic messenger. That's better than Federal Express. And when I had fever of 105, and in my community, no white doctor would see a Negro. And the Negro doctor couldn't be found hardly because he was so busy. And then if we found him, we didn't have no money. And Mama just said, she reached over and said, Lord, you know. That's all she said. Lord, you know. I said, I, you know. And the next morning, I was up. And I was ready to go to my job because I had to milk three cows and make four fires in my school before 8 o'clock. And that fever was gone. And all Mama said is, Lord, you know. You, you know. So, so, so I, I, I've seen something. I, you, you, you can't stop me. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Do what you have to do to me. But you can't stop me. I... That's what I told the Ku Klux Klan. I'm on my way to the land of integration and opportunity. Now do what you have to do. You can't stop me. I told the Black Panther Party, the one you said that I can't preach no more about has brought me too far. Now do what you have to do. But I've got to call his name. Oh, bless his name. Then Mama got up in prayer meeting and announced my boy is going to finish high school. It's going to finish high school. Well, in the community that I live, no Negro finished high school for the most part. Every night then, you got to the 10th grade, and then you were hired out to white farmers. And she said, uh, it's going to finish high school. And so the deacon said, well, now, Ms. Langham, don't, don't get too big-headed. Uh, that boy will finish the 10th grade uh, next year. And... You can hire him out as big as he is for $2 a day, and he can help you. She said, he's going to finish high school. And so I finished high school, president of my class, valedictorian, highest academic student in my class. I was the only one in my class. <laughs> And you, you couldn't shut Mama up. I was walking behind Mama with my diploma, and they gave me a whole commencement. Whole community turned out, commencement speaker and everything, and I marched, the only graduate in my class. And I had my diploma looking at it, and Mama was behind me just shouting and breaking down trees and limbs, saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When the community got settled, Mama got up in prayer meeting and said, Ed is going to college. And so a committee of people came over, men, deacons, advisors, church rulers. They came over and said, I'm Ms. Langham. Ed finished high school. And that's a marvelous thing. But now this going to college. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-uh, no, no. No, let him go on work. We, he can get $3 a day now. Let him go on work. You don't have any money. He doesn't have any money. We don't have no money. He can't go to no school. Mama took me to the trailway bus company. Mama bought my ticket. And Mama bought me one little suit she found, dark suit, and got me some blue jeans and a couple of shirts. And she wrapped my suitcase with a rope. She gave me the ticket, and then she says, now here, here is $5. Now go on to school. God's going to make a way. And just as I attempted to get on, but she said, another thing I want to tell you. I will be praying for you. And I go home. And I can almost see now a little four-foot something standing. I'm praying for you. And I got spurred. You, I splurged on the way. I didn't. I got there with only a dollar and eighty-three cents. <laughs> and I had to pay a quarter to catch a bus to ride down to the campus. And I went straight to the bursar's office. And I got in line, and there was a sign up there that says eighty-three dollars, cash, money order, or cashier's check. Eighty-three dollars. And the devil said, "Now, which one do you have?" And I heard my mama said, in this, in this ear right here, I heard my mama say, I will be praying for you. So I got in line and the devil said, now don't be stupid, get out of here. This is no prayer meeting, this ain't sweet home. With all due respect to your mama, this ain't, your mama ain't in control of purview. And get out of line, don't embarrass yourself. And I heard my mama say, and I will be praying for you. And I just stayed in line and just kept moving on up. And finally there were two between myself and the clerk. And then finally there was one, and she paid a bill, and the devil said, Now, you next. What are you going to do with a dollar and 83 cents minus 25 cents? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? And I, I said, I, and Mama said, And I will be praying for you. And I got close, and then this girl took her time, as you women do, and folded up everything and put it wherever y'all put it. And, uh, and, and was just stepping aside, and I was just about to step up, and Dr. Drew put his hands and said, are you Ed Hill? I said, yes, sir. Get out of line. I said, no, 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 sir. No, no, sir. I, I, I can't get out of line. I've got to go to school. Uh, Mama, Mama's praying for me. I have to go to school. He said, please get out of line. I said, no, please don't put me out of school. I, I, I came all the way down here. I know how to wash. I know how to iron. I know how to cook. I know how to clean up. Uh, I don't have any money, but I'll be an asset to your institution if you just let me in school. He said, son, I'm trying to tell you. Didn't you get our letter? I said, no, sir. He said, well, we've been trying. We've been looking for you all this morning. We wrote you and told you to be here this morning. I said, well, why have me to come down and write me and gonna put me out? He said, we're not putting you out. We have a four-year scholarship. We have four-year And it says it will pay your tuition, it will pay your room and board, and it will give you $35 a month to spend. 
And I heard my mama say, and I will be praying for you. Go on to school. They can't put you out. I will be praying for you. And I, and I said, now, how much do I have to make to keep that scholarship? She said, you have to maintain a B average. I said, I can do that sleeping. Ah, we'll be praying for you. And I came from a four-teacher school. Four teachers taught 12 grades. The high school, one teacher taught three grades, 27 books. I helped him teach most of the classes because he was also principal. He was also athletic director. He was also industrial aid leader. He was also the whipper, the strapper in the school. And so I didn't know that chemistry wasn't a course in music. But I finished with a 3.7 average, 10 among 400 in my school, because Mama said, I will be praying for you. And so I join in with Peter and John. Don't ask me to shut up. Don't ask me to not speak in his name. I've seen too much. I've been through too much. God has brought me from a mighty long ways. I have seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roar. I've felt ten breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I've heard the voice of Jesus telling me still to fight on. And he promised, he promised, never. Never, never to leave me alone. I have seen too much to not speak for it. I've heard too much. I've been in too many close places. I've been too close to death. I've walked almost to the edge so many times. I've taken the risk. I've fought for my people. I've seen John and Peter said, we are authentic. And I thank God that I have an authentic faith that God is real. And every now and then, when I'm praying at the White House for Nixon's inauguration, when I'm preaching in Russia, when I'm standing in Lynchburg, I said, Lord, would you tell Mama we made it?
radio not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I will be praying for you, is what his mother said. Hallelujah. And when he got that, everything needed was already paid for. Huh? I'll be praying for you. Prayer is a very important thing. Prayer will fix it every time. When we go to God in sincerity, not only does he hear, but he answers. Hallelujah. I listened to him real good. I love this man. I'm telling y'all, he be healed. A many a day, this man has blessed me with a message from heaven. Oh, he laughs. Yeah, he does. But guess what? He means what he says, and he says what he means. When he talked about how the mama made $12 a week, including rent had to come out of that, this had to come out of that. She had four children, no husband. And look, they planned. And these two people come up, see them plan, and decide to preserve them. He said, they told the mother we have plenty. He was thinking it was going to be the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy, and he would be eating caviar and whatever. But when he got there, he had wild squirrels, wild rabbits. Yeah, wild chickens, I'm sure. Fruits and nuts and berries out the field. Never been produced and reprocessed of none of this stuff. Everything had to get it themselves. He said there was no check on the 1st and the 15th. There was no Social Security money, although these people was older people. Papa died. And mama was left. These were not biological grandparents, but they were his grandparents, spiritually. And they provided for these children. E.B. got up and got a chance to get a job. He got sick. Mama prayed for him. He got well the next morning and went back to work because he was a help to the family. Both families. Mama and Papa and his biological mother. I'll be praying for you is what she told him. Somebody need to pray for somebody. This is why over on Jesus in the Morning, Freedom Doors Ministry, and Prayer Club, I'm encouraging the people to pray for every member of that club. Some people in there are not saved. Somebody told them about it. Well, I got to go to court. Well, go over there to the prayer club. They're going to pray for you over there. Somebody came and said, I need prayer. They didn't say what it was for. We didn't need to know. What we needed to know is that there was a need for prayer because prayer would fix it every time. Again, this morning, not only does God hear, he answers prayer. And for the older saints here this morning, we know what he's talking about, no food. No food on the table, but mama say, God, you know, hey, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Somebody in the house sick. No money to go to the doctor. No money to fill prescriptions. But somebody prayed and said, Lord, you know. You know what we need. You know what's needed here. Supply the need today, oh God. We need you. Somebody come by. 
and pray with you for those that are sick in your home. Somebody come by and bring the stomach medicine because it could be indigestion. It could be something simple. It could be a harder case, but prayer fixed it. Prayer heal your body. I'm not telling you what the school teacher taught me. I'm not telling you what the Sunday school teacher now the preacher told me. I'm telling you from experience. They were going to cut two toes off each foot. And I went to the Lord. I'm coming back from the store, and it come to me. Pray. I began to tell the Lord about it. I said, and God, I dance. If they cut anything off of them, I won't be able to dance before you. And Lord, I got to dance before you in the praise. I went on home. Next couple of days, feet healed up. Water was running and fluid was running out my feet. Both of them. No matter what I put on them, it, it appeared to get worse, not better. I went back to the doctor with my appointment and she looked and she had already taken some tests, and when she looked at my feet, she said, what did you? She said, never mind. She said, go ahead on. Get on out of my office. I know what you did. Go on. Yeah, because she was saved. God has always given me doctors that believe. And she sent me on up out of her office with a clean bill of health. Listen, I needed somewhere to live on my own. I always liked my own place. And I needed somewhere to live. And I told the Lord about it. Told him about it that night. The next morning I get up. Someone says to me, well, have you checked out Section 8? I said, hold up. Let me go over there. I go over there and I meet a young lady. Her name was Cindy. I'm in Fairbanks, Alaska. And I'm talking to Sydney, Cindy and I begin to minister to her. And when I she said, look. I'm going to call you in this Thursday. Be ready. Listen to me now. You know it takes Section 8 a while. There's a waiting list, all kind of stuff. She said, I'm going to call you in this Thursday. I want you to come back in, and then I'm going to call you back for orientation. I'm thinking that means I've been approved right here, right now. She said, I need you to go back to the doctor and get a report from the doctor. I went back over there and I told the doctor what I was trying to do because the feet was healed. She wrote me up a report. I took it the same day back over there to send it. Went back over there that Thursday. By that next week, Shantae and I was to meet over at this new apartment and see if I liked it or not. Now, if I liked it, it was mine. It came fully furnished. I want you to hear me this morning. Fully furnished. Cow. Chairs, end table, coffee table, bed. All I had to do was bring pillows, covers for the bed, cooking utensils, and I was in there like swimwear. Shantae was blessed to get an apartment next door. She paid seven fifty or eight hundred a month for hers <laughs> because she was still working. Yeah. This is how he moved. And look, when she got paid, she come down and blessed me. So if I needed towels, sheets, pots, pans, spoons, whatever, I was blessed to get it. 
Yeah, he used to move, but he's still moving for me. I say these things to you because I want you to know you can trust God this morning. Hey, glory. You can trust him. You can trust life. Do you hear me? You're trusting him with your life daily. You just don't even know it. You can trust him with your greatest business, your most secret thing. He won't tell nobody else. He's that kind of God. You can pray for holy boldness so you can come out and say whatever it is you need to say. Because somebody's listening. Somebody want to hear that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Somebody listen to hear that he paid your rent. He paid your house note. Unexpectedly. You got unexpected blessings, uncommon miracles. Somebody want to hear about that because they want to trust God. They feel they need to trust him in the same way. But we need to trust him every day for everything. We have not asked not. And we're not asking amiss. We're asking according to his will. Nothing is wrong with me asking God for money. I don't have none. And I don't know nobody I can borrow it from. Not that much. So what I need, I need to go to pray for him. Because he supply needs according to his riches and glory by his son, Christ Jesus. I see you, Sister Jerry. I'm coming. He's that God. And he's on our side. I'm going through. Oh, this is wrong and that is wrong. And the other thing is wrong. I'm just let me tell you something, that's because you're not trusting God, you're leaning to your own understanding. You're looking at your situation. When Peter looked at his situation, that's when he failed. That's when he started thinking, when he took his eyes off Jesus. Anytime you're going through and you're crying over it and all, you done took your eyes off God. The songwriter taught me this, I've had some good days. That's what he said. I've had some hills to climb. He said, I've had some weary days. And listen to this. And some sleepless nights. But when I look around and I think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. I, I won't complain. Why? God's been good to him. He'd been so good to him. What he couldn't see, God had already done. But when we open our spiritual eyes and we begin to taste and see that the Lord is good, we'll see all he has done for us. I can remember going, I remember before getting into court, the uh, uh, public attorney, a uh, public defender come and told me what the prosecutor said. It wasn't good. It was bad. But I sat right there and I told the Lord about it. So, Lord, you know, I asked you to forgive me for this. And, uh, Lord, you know why I did it, this, that, and the other. And, Lord, I, I don't want to do no time. I don't want to go to jail today. And whatever you have me to do, I'll do it. But, Lord, I don't want to. When the verdict came out, the judge laughed and said, probation. And when I get through talking to you, I want you to go over there and talk to the probation officer. They're going to give you their address and where to report to every month. 
I'm thinking, well, how, how long are you going to get me on probation? Because I don't want to be under their finger all that long time under their thumb. So I'm going to give you three months probation. Gave me the three months. Up to the probation officer, they told me where to come and what to do. And I said to myself, well, if I didn't have no money and I wrote checks, how would I have money to pay probation now to die? They didn't ask me for one coin. Finished them three months probation and went on about my business. One time they gave me a house arrest. One time they gave me working behind the jail, washing cars. But I wasn't in jail. Do y'all hear what I say? He's that kind of... We like to sweep things under the rug and don't let nobody know what we've been through. Honey, I'm here to tell y'all I've been through. But it was God who delivered me. It wasn't man. And it wasn't me. But I'll be praying for you. Hallelujah. Oh, that got the best of me this morning. I enjoyed that to the very last drop. Dr. Pastor Evangelist E.V. Hill. Oh, yeah. I love listening to him. So we think I'm going to do a quick roll call and we're going. And then, Sister Jerry, I'm going to bring you right in. Hallelujah. And then we'll go to one more request of the morning. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman and Sister Mary Ann. And uh, I meant to ask y'all to do two things, intercessors. Pray for Sister Rose Brown. She's been in the hospital. So pray for Sister Rose Brown and pray for the Parker family. Yeah, they lost the mother. So pray for them. And uh, the funeral is on Saturday. I'm making arrangements today to attend that funeral. I wanted to go to the wake, but I don't think I'll be able to make it. But on Saturday, uh, going to uh, the homegoing celebration. And uh, I call her Jackie. Yeah, Jackie passed away, Parker. Good morning to you, Sister Melanie Rose and Sister Laura. My God, baby, God bless you, Laura. Yeah, I'm back and doing pretty good. I, this cold is still wearing off, but uh, I'm yet good. Mr. Mason and Miss Deborah, good morning to you. God bless you. Alexis, and uh, good morning to you, Sister Sharon Slayton and uh, Sister Sylvia Joe Jones. I remember her. I was at Sion House and Prophet Coretta come in and she and I were at the table talking. And when Sylvia come in, I said, you work in the school system. And it went from there. Yeah, I remember her. Good morning to you, Sister Michelle and um, Sister Andrea Spinner, Sister Andrea Philadelphia, Sister Keisha, Sister Rita, Sister Sion, Sister Diane this morning. God bless you. Sister Angela Foote and Sister Anna Lee Foote, good morning to you. And uh, again, Alexis, it is always good to see you, baby. God bless you. God bless you. And I thank God for the many times that he used you to bless me. Forget, I may not say nothing, but I don't forget. Hallelujah. God is good. He's faithful. Good morning to you, Sister Kim Hawks. I keep saying I'm going to check on them and don't get to it. Good morning to you. Sister Irene, and uh, good morning to you, Apostle Claudia Boatwright. Good morning to you, and I'm going in here and look. Good morning to you, uh, Minister Shonda. Good morning to you, uh, Pastor David. This morning, David Jackson. Good morning to you, Brother Anthony. And that may be my baby, Laura, right there, 968. God bless you this morning. Good morning. All right, Brother D. You know what to do. You know when the time comes. 
I got to see that 703. Thank you so much, Brother D, for calling in this morning. God bless you. That blessed my heart because that let me know. Yeah, you're still out here. You're still here. You made it through. Hallelujah. Grateful unto Almighty God. Good morning to you, Brother Cal and uh, Brother Justin Gilmore. Good morning to you, Brother Marquez Grisson. I got to take Brother Frank's name off. And I heard from the sister. She called me. I called her back, but I have not heard back from her. So maybe I'll try that number again today and see if I can get a hold of her. Yeah. Uh, because I knew I would make it to the uh, homegoing celebration for him. But I know he's all right. He's in a much better place today. No more pain. No more suffering. And uh, I just believe if I could have uh, just con- talk to different folks. I think that would encourage him to live longer, but it's in God's hand, and we thank God. That's all we can do. Brother Brother Lewis said, hey, Brother D. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we just thank God. Thank God for the message today. I will be praying for you. Let's pray for people. Yeah, I know sometimes you pray and look like they got worse. Keep praying. The best is yet to come for them. Hallelujah ready all right in jesus name thank you jesus oh we thank him this morning we thank him can't thank him enough yeah listen we're going to this one and uh oh sister jerry my bad my bad is the state good morning sister jerry god bless you how are you <clears throat> good morning sister barbara i am well i am blessed and i'm understanding life so much better this day amen this day, I know this ain't Confession Friday, but my brother called me yesterday, and I'm always complaining, boy, these cramps in my knees and my back. He said, well, Jerry, so, so you got a good life? Would you say you got a good life? Michael, I got so much pain and back. And he said, so you're getting old. Yeah, and it comes with so much pain. He said, but I'm going to ask you again. Now, this is when it's got cancer. Do you have a good life? Well, you know what kind of life I got. You got the same thing. He said, no, 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 don't pass me with you. I got a good life. I can feel the breeze blowing on me. I can see the sun in the sky. I can hear the birds twerking in the morning. Now, yeah, I got some pain, but you know what? I'm not 19 years old where I can hop and jump and do hopscotch. There's a time and a place and a season for things. You in the season where you got to appreciate the pain so you know you're still alive. I said, oh, thank you, Micah. And don't sit around feeling sorry for yourself. He said, look, you're the only one. And he reminded me of it. has done good. You've done better than all seven of us. And when that man said mama was praying for me, Barbara, I went to college, got two Two degrees, mathematics and chemistry, a minor in biology and a minor in zoology. No money down, no money paid. Mama didn't have no money. Then I went on to the university, got two masters, no money down, no money paid. How you do that, Jerry? Mama prayed for me. Mama took us all, and we used to get on our knees in the night on the back porch. Of course, I was playing down there. I was playing church. Hallelujah, repent. But Mama took me to the side, and she said, you're the anointed one. 
I said, okay. She said, no, no, I know you look in the mirror and see you the prettiest one out of all of us, right? But you the anointed one. And one day, and I got that, that yesterday, one day that beauty, you're going to know, didn't mean nothing. It was your anointing that God wanted from you. Barbara, the man said, Mama's praying for you. My mama prayed that I would get a job, and I stayed that 37 years. She said, you'll have it for as long as you want it. Mama prayed and said, you're going to college out of all my children. Mama said, you're going to be there to help the family because they don't know which way to go. And then God said, put a child in my house and said, devil, you got to get out of here because I heard God got me. God got me no matter what my life looked like. God got me. He went to bed shouting, God got me. He don't bother me, and I don't even know he in the house no more. When God makes you a promise, I don't care if this promise takes 40 years to get here, and that's where I'm getting my promise. Now, he's showing me what he meant when I kept going to Miss Tilly's office. He showed me how to put things in alphabetical order, so by the time I got to junior high, I already knew how to advertise my words. God took me places even through my bad behavior. He put me with good people like Barbara that says, Sherry, you can get to that bus station or that plane station, but you ain't going to Miami today. I had to go outside laughing at the lady. Oh, she don't even know what she's talking about. I already got my plane ticket in my hand. <laughs> but by the end of the day, I was still in Jacksonville and I didn't go to the Miami because that plane blew up and I wasn't on it. Praise God. Because God sent me more than one warning. Don't get on that plane. Don't get on that plane. And you looked at me because you knew I felt like, I don't even know she's talking about, because you know me. Like, Jerry, yeah, Bobby. You are not getting on that plane. If you do, you're going to bust hell wide open. I'm going to do what? Okay. I said, well, I'm, I'm probably am because I'm going to do sinful things. Okay. Okay, Barbara, thank you. It was so good to see you. Jerry, you're not going for that ride today. And she walked on in the store like she walks now. Hooker Lane walked on out the store like she walked. She is. Don't do that no more. Got the car. Girlfriend. Guess what my girlfriend just told me. She told me I wasn't even going on the plane today. Did you know you had the ticket? Why well, waste my time? She the prophet. She should have known I had the ticket. Girl, let's get on down to the airport. Just because you have something don't mean you don't have something. Just because it looks like you poor this morning at 9, don't mean by 12 your bills ain't been satisfied. Don't right. let what you see at this moment tell you what God's got in store for you at a blink of an eye. He's a sudden God. I've been suffering with this pain and crying and all my... I'm not saying I'm not in pain, but it has come to me now. That's just getting old. you just growing old. You got to get old so you can get to the goodness of what God got you. If you ain't never went through nothing, you ain't going to have nothing. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you for that man mama's praying for you. Because without the mama prayers and the grandmama prayers and the great-grandmama prayers, I went to the jail, but I didn't go in the jail, and I was supposed to be under the jail. When I got there and the red light was going on, come on through. It was walking. 
I'm looking at them like, uh, I guess I'll get that phone call. I got to call my mama and tell about this right here. When I got to the line, the man said, what you doing here? I don't know. You don't know what you're doing here, Jerry. He said, I tell you what, I need you to turn around. I'm looking like they looking. You got me out the car with them. Turn around and get out of here. This ain't where you're supposed to be going. You must be mixed up a lot. I walked on out of that. And I looked at the police and I said, he told me to walk on out. He said, well, then walk on out. It ain't that I didn't do things, as my brother reminded me of yesterday. It's that God God had a favor on your life from the day you was born. You should have been dead when daddy shot your mama hard out. He popped the gun for you and it wouldn't go off. God wasn't intended for you to live, to die. God knows the plan and the purpose for your life, Jerry. Yeah, your knees hurting, your back hurting, your head hurting, but that chemo ain't going in you like it is in me, is it? Oh, no, 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 Michael, no, Michael. I just called because I wanted the Bible story. He said, well, I'm not elected, but I'm going to tell you a Bible story, but I got to tell you some things about you first. And then he got to telling me some things about me first, just because you had the pretty eyes and the pretty smile and the pretty hair. Let me tell you something, Jerry. That wasn't even important. It was important to you, but that was not important to God. God loved the ugly just as well as he loved the beauty. Now you're sitting there wondering why you in so much pain. I'm going to ask you one question. Why not you? So my question to anybody is in much pain as I am, and I mean sometimes my legs so hot when my girlfriend touches. She said, you on fire. That's a girl. I'm in so much pain. But today I'm not declaring I'm in pain. I am healed. I am healed because God took this beating for my healing. I am no longer where I used to be, God. Have mercy on the ones that's laying in the nursing home that don't have no one to come see them. Lord, have mercy on the person that's have a difficult time breathing. Lord, have mercy on the one that says, I give up. And they're giving up before they get to the goodness. Father God, in the name of Jesus, let me stay on the throne and keep our mind on you, Jesus. Because you are a God that loves us more than we love ourselves. And all I can say today is hallelujah, Jesus, thank you for loving a wretch like me. It wasn't that I didn't do badness. I did so much badness that, boy, if they were to go back and pull those books up if the time hadn't expired, I'd be up under the jail. I'd probably be in federal prison in a graveyard somewhere. But God saw fit. But let me raise children, and prison was not in his cards for me. Say, Lord, I thank God for the pain. Because through every pain comes some type of blessing, because this is a lesson I'm learning. My mama used to buckle in the kitchen trying to cook, and we would laugh at her. Oh, look at her. She's going to get that spoon and whip the potatoes. She's going to buckle now. See, we picked at her. We mocked her. But we didn't know no better. I find myself buckling all the time trying to cook for Calvin. But I thank God. Mama prayed for me. Great grandmama prayed for me. Mama gone, but her prayers are still on the throne. I thank praying mama, grandmama, and praying friends all around. 
Baba, you pray for me, and I thank you. I just wanted to say, God, I thank you for a new life. Amen. Thank you, Sister Barbara. I might have took a long time, but I had to worship and tell God thank you. Amen. 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 Brother Lewis, say, hey, Sister Gary, God bless you this morning. We thank God for the testimony because of this. We're overcome by testimonies and the blood of the Lamb. And many of yeah. us, older saints, we had experience, many of us are having mama and grandmama, granddaddy and granddaddy to pray for us. I had a praying mama and a praying daddy and a praying grandmama. Now, they don't tell the granddaddy on my daddy's side, but his mama, my grandmama Maddie, was a praying woman. That's why I'm here today. And my children and my family, because of prayer, she prayed in 1925. My daddy yeah. said he heard her pray that prayer. And he never forgot the prayer she prayed. She prayed for her children and her grandchildren, which was not even born yet. I wasn't born yet. And yeah. she also, I went to Birmingham, Alabama, went to do a women's conference. And uh, I was supposed to speak that Thursday night, but the bus, the, 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 what I had to do before I got there, God used me to bless a woman and her baby, and I was late. So the lady asked me, could I stay until that Sunday? I stayed until that Sunday, and I spoke the Sunday message. Afterwards, this big, tall man come to me with a salt and pepper hair, and uh, his collar, the senior bishop, you know, he was over that whole diocese, you know, that whole Alabama, Birmingham, whatever it was, area. And he said, come here, daughter. And I walked to him and he said, listen, he said, I see an old woman sitting in a rocking chair. As soon as he said it, I knew who he was talking about, my grandmama Maddie. He said, and that woman prayed a prayer and she told God she was ready to go home. She was tired. But she wanted him to raise somebody up out of her bloodline to do what she did, and God chose you. When I tell you, oh, you, uh, that girl, Patsy Klein sang a song, said, I fall to pieces, because I knew that was God, and I knew exactly what he was talking about. He said, listen, you're on your way to Missouri. He said, go on and let God use. He said, and baby, you're a prophet, and don't you let nobody tell you no difference. He said, but God don't use you the same way he used others. So don't look at what they're doing and think that's the Oh, my goodness, I almost went all the way under a pew and just stretched out. Don't y'all touch me. Just let God work in me. You hear me? So some of us older saints, we know the prayer has been prayed for us. Some of the older saints, we know this. What E.B. here was talking about this morning, been there and done that. We didn't always have food on the table. Some of us had a hole in the roof, and we had to put buckets down to catch the water. Some worked the fields. Some pulled cotton and picked cotton and all that, like he talked about, peanuts. I never had to do all but my dad did. And his mother and father did. Yeah. So it's some things that 
you may have gone through that you can look back now and see that God brought you through. I see how God brought me through. Mm-mm. Some people have had the outhouse, you know, the outdoor toilet. Yeah, God brought you through. The day you got an indoor toilet, hot and cold, running water, hot our shower. He brought you through. I was in a place uh, called a pop cup. I went down there to do uh, a meeting. A young lady heard me speak at another church, and she invited me to her church for youth night. Now, I was way past the youth stages here. Yeah, I had to be around 35. I wasn't no teenager, no young adult. I was a full-grown woman. <laughs> but she just had over there. She prayed. I know this girl prayed. And uh, when she went to talk to her daddy, the pastor, he said, well, bring her, bring her. Let me meet her. Bring her. Because my goodness, he said, she was about to have a fit. If I would have told her no, she was going to run away and find you and try to live with you. I said, okay. Went over there and did that service. We stayed in there from about, I want to say, 7 o'clock that evening to about 11.30 that night. Let me tell y'all something. Nobody went to the bathroom. Nobody moved. They hung on to every word that the Lord said, testimony after testimony. And you come out some singing people, the name of the church was called Holy Ghost Headquarters. When I tell you, when you walked up in there, if you had the spirit, you were going to feel the spirit when you walked up. Oh, that thing used to be so powerful. And we used to church over there. Pringles was the pastor. He dead now, they tell me. And this man brought the straight up gospel. Oh, he brought that fiery truth in that. Yeah, I said even the pews had to say amen. <laughs> yeah. But see, it, 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 it's what you got. And ask yourself, what, what, what do I have? What I got? I got Jesus. If you got Jesus, you got more than enough. If you have Jesus, more than the world got. You have more than the world can ever offer. But we have to seek the Lord. We have to focus. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. Because see, if you look at where you're going, you're not going nowhere. But if you let Jesus lead you all the way, he's going to lead you from earth to heaven. But he got to lead. Hallelujah. And there's none like him. Oh, thank you. Is there anyone else? We got time now. Feel free to press that number one and come in and share with us this morning. You may have remembered something way back in the day for yourself. And then there are some who never knew about this kind of thing. Yeah, they were blessed. Hallelujah. But I thank God for everything that I have been through. Yeah. And I don't look like what I've been through. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right, Minister Shonda, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you? I am blessed. Same here, Evangelist. Same here. Um, so my testimony is yesterday um, when the Lord was using you, it took me back years ago um, what you said, what the Lord used you to say to me. Because I had just been talking with a friend about something that was spoken uh, to me, really confirmation from the Lord years ago. 
And uh, I said, I wonder, cause, because of all my mistakes in life, have I just blown that blessing? I wonder if it's over. And um, when you spoke yesterday, it reminded me of what a lady told me years ago. She had me stand up in the church, and the Lord had already come to me in a dream and told me something, and she just confirmed it. And then I just saw, you know, over the week, and I just blown it. I made so many mistakes in life. Uh, I blew my blessing. And uh, you reminded me yesterday, and it brought back to remembrance of her words, if God say you bless, not just financially, though I don't have any, I don't have what I used to have, but spiritually, if he says you're blessed, that don't have a deadline with it. Yeah. And I thank God for it, Evangelist, because you said that's hope right there. I got hope again. Because the Lord used you yesterday, Evangelist, to remind me, being blessed don't have a deadline with it. And I thank Jesus that I got hope. And uh, I have to remember to pray for you, kind of like when the pastor let the church out and you give the benediction and you give the blessing. You're blessing us. And I got to remember, don't forget in my prayers to tell the Lord to pray for evangelists, too. I know you don't need my prayer evangelist, yes. but that he just keep using you and blessing you because you are blessing to his people. I thank God for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said because you believe, Shonda. He said because you believe, Shonda. All that he has spoken concerning you will come to pass because you believe. If he say A and B, you believe it. I don't care who else don't believe it. You believe. He counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. He called Abraham friends because Abraham believed. And that's what we got to do today. We got to believe God. Ah, he blessing me right now. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, who that come here. And I'm not saying it because I'm arrogant or I think that I'm more than, you know, anybody else and we the ones that got it right. And no, 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 no. I'm telling what God is pleased with, and that's the truth. You're faithful few. It's not a bunch of y'all. It's a small group. But that faithful few is favored by Almighty God. Yeah. And it really have nothing to do with me. I'm just a vessel he can use. But it's between you and him. And he brought forth the word to me to give to you uncommon, unexpected. Yeah. He brought that word for us, those words. Some things you hear me say over and over again, that's him. I promise you it's not me. When I come in the morning, that's not me. Ooh, and when you hear me pray that prayer of faith, that's not me. It's him. I can't take his glory. When he first used me the very first time, that's what he told me. Yeah, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to use you, but don't you ever take my glory. 
Now, that's what he told me. And I can see why. Because it's not you, it's him. And you're just the vessel he can use. And you talking about excited about being that vessel? There's no $100 line, honey. I'm so excited to tell you what he said. That's all that is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Matter of fact, where Brother D went at? I think he left. Okay, I was hoping he hung around. All right. We're moving on up to King's house. Hey, see, uh, I just want you in the praise mode. I just want you to stay in the praise mode. Oh, I want you to stay in the praise mode, Sion, because what's coming? And once it hit, not many days from now, say the Lord, once, once it comes, you're going to see why you had to stay in the praise mode. It's worth, it's worth it. <laughs> He's worthy of our praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, he's going to lift up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Somebody said, I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. Yeah, it wasn't a job that lifted me. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Hey, glory. Yeah, it, it wasn't the money that lifted me. Jesus lifted me. And when I looked around, I had more money. I had more this. I went on a shopping spree. I went in places I had. And when I got in, I was even in the mall, ministering in the mall. And when I left the mall, I was like, Lord, you did all of that. Because I don't never do it like he did it. And I couldn't help myself. I'm like, E.B. here. I had a bad case of that I can't help it. Yeah. I just can't help it. He's been good to me. I know him for myself. I've seen what he's done and what he has done for me. Somebody said, well, she not, you know, she ain't all of that. She ain't got that much. I got Jesus. <laughs> and that's more than the world. And he said, if he be for me, he's more than the whole world against me. That's why I say he's a more than God. He can do more than I expect, but I got to focus. I got to constantly seek him, constantly, constantly give unto him, give to his people. You know that enemy told me don't come back this week, take another week off. I said, oh, no, I got to do this here. I'm called to this. People have told me, oh, no, don't do it. You don't have to. See, you need to get a rest. That's why you keep being sick. That's why you keep breaking down. Let me tell you something. I'm going to keep breaking down. I'm going to keep being sick. If that's what it takes, and I'm right now in Jesus' name, if that's what it took for me to be here and to bless the people and to let God use me, that's what I'm going to do. Because my reward is not here in the earth. I've got a mansion just over the hill, huh? I got streets to walk on, paved in gold. And I'm not talking about this stuff you go to the pawn shop and buy. I'm talking about the real gold. It's already been purified. I got a robe. Oh, my goodness. And it's tailored just for me, so it fit me just right. It hit me just right. Snow White. Hallelujah. Timothy right there, he going to sing all my favorite songs. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
I'm grateful unto him. Al Green going to be over there, and I'm, I'm going to let him sing whatever he want to sing over there. Yeah, because we praising and worshiping God and in truth. No other way to do it there. Nobody's faith there. Heaven is a special place. And only special folks don't go there. Them that love the Lord and obedient according to his word. Hallelujah. It ain't about to pumped up, fixed up, look good, none of that. Because you're trying to impress people, first impressions. Nah, no, I ain't got to impress nobody but God. I asked him what to put on. He going to bless it. I got to pray. He went to the funeral, well, to the home going on, on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to ask him. He going to give me something cute. Yeah. See ya. I said cute. <laughs> I'm thankful to him today. He's just good to all of us. Yeah, some of us don't realize just how good, but he's good. I'm going to this request. And uh, if anyone has something they would like to share, testimony, whatever, please Feel free and press that number one. It, the only thing it's going to do for you is that's all. All it's going to do is cause you to be blessed. Let's go with Al with this one.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. That Al Green jazz it up. Y'all hear me? He jazzes it up, but he get the job done. And uh, I thank God for him. I looked at his um, documentary, I think it's called, and it was excellent. It was excellent. And I could see, I could see when many times he was on stage and I could see he just wanted to just break loose because I knew he was thinking back on the time before God had moved and God brought him out and let him become a circular thinker. And then he got come in, changed his whole heart, changed his whole mind around. I could see it. Yeah, Lord, I want to just break out right here, right now. Because you've been so good to me. And he has been good to us. Better than we could ever be to ourselves. Bless our families. Yeah. I'm thankful unto him. Hallelujah. I was 64 before I lost a child. Yeah. I had lost a grandchild before, but I had never lost a child. And God is faithful. And, and you know what, the other day, I was going on about my business, minding my business, doing what I do. I ain't have no thought on the children or nobody. Son just called me out the clear blue sky. And when the Lord showed me why he really called me, I was like, well, look. But see, just like a parent loved the child, the child loved the parent. They may cut the food. They may cut a donkey. They may act a donkey. Oh, my. Sometimes you just want to take an iron skillet, one of them cast iron heavy cats, and just bang them. Look here. Get your mind right. What is wrong with you? But we can't do that. We have to pray for them. We, we have to, even in the midst of their foolishness, because that's what it is. You're going to come and talk to me crazy, but John Brown say something to me. You want to get a gun and shoot and kill them, but you're going to talk crazy to me. What is this? Yeah, we never know. We never know. And so he just called me out the clear blue sky. And it kind of, I was like, he don't do that. What, what's going on? Yeah. And when I saw, I said, okay, Lord. And then it's income tax time, so he's going to bless me financially, too. Yeah, just as soon as the taxes come back, he'll be calling his mama. And I love it. I love every second of it. <laughs> every minute, every second of that. Yeah. So I thank God this morning that he's on our side in spite of us. He's looking beyond our fault and yet meeting our needs. And we got some needs. Oh, yes, we do. Thankful unto him. Is there anyone else? If not, I will pray us out this morning and we'll go to the last song of the morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all keep Brother D in prayer here. Ah, uh, yeah. Intercessors, thank you so much. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done here today. Thank you for your spirit moving, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise for not only hearing us, but for answering us, Lord. We thank you, and you're on our side. Father, you won't leave us, not forsake us. All we got to do is focus and reach out to you. And you'll reach right back to us. We thank you this morning. And as we depart, bless our going out. Father, bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, bless those that come through the archives and the podcasts. Increase their territories. 
Bless them with uncommon favors and blessings and in the name of Jesus. Bless their families and friends, oh God, or move today. Lord, I ask that you would extend blessings upon them in the name of Jesus. Bless each and every one of us. Bless the prayer club, Jesus in the morning chat. The prayer club chat. Bless today. Bless those people that are there. Those that began to pray behind me yesterday in prayer club. Bless as only you can do. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings, uncommon blessings of Almighty God upon you today, February the 15th, 2023. Amen. 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 And hallelujah. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to our last request of the morning. And uh, I said I would do it, and I was not going to forget to play this song today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let me find it. Okay, I put God on it. Yeah, this is Naima and Yusuf. And uh, this was my oldest daughter, the one passed away. And uh, he he just loved to hear her sing, too. He loved that.
You are the one who said you stand until the very end. You are the one who said you fight until the very end. Yeah, come on. That no matter how you do going through your test, yeah. I tell you what, you give me all the strikes off your chest. Come on, now you want to see, you want to fight, you got to stand. And with God, <laughs> when you don't know what to do. I put God on it when I don't know what to do. 